0: Hey, y'all. We are back for another episode of Raw with a Purpose. My name is Titani Harris, psychotherapist, author, speaker, CEO of TMH Behavioral Services, and founder of TMH Man Cave.
1: Hey, y'all. I'm Latasha Davis, Vice President of TMH Behavioral Services, Couples, Marriage, and Family and Relationship Expert.
0: Hey. Hey, girl. How you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm okay, doing Okay, okay, okay. How okay. Are you doing? Because you always flipping it on me. <laughs> how <are> you doing? <laughs> Thank you for asking. People rarely ask me how I'm doing. I am hanging in there. It's a lot going on, mm-hmm. but I am hanging in there happy to be doing this episode it's um I've been thinking about this episode for a while Mm -hmm. um parental wounds and how do we heal from them and I know it's a it's a heavy heavy topic today y'all so just want to give you all a disclaimer Mm -hmm. that um if you need to step away some of this may resonate with you some of it may not but Mm -hmm. we want to give you guys a glimpse into some personal things and also some professional um words for you and just some encouragement on how you can heal from parental wounds yeah definitely so what are parental wounds? So you may hear people talk about, oh, she got mommy issues or he got daddy issues. And mm-hmm. you know, that's real. Right. But parental, one thing about parental wounds, they affect more than just your individual relationships. So parental wounds are basically when you grow up with parents. Um, and that can be aunties, uncles, grandmothers, traditional caregivers mom and dad, caregivers. Artists, right. Yes. When you grow with parents who you didn't feel connected with, who mm-hmm. you didn't feel like nurtured you and the relationship is strained. Um, and that affects the, way we um, make decisions it makes us want to have approval from others Mm -hmm. it makes us hypersensitive to criticism um it it instills instills in us a fear of abandonment and it also may cause us to have poor boundaries Mm -hmm. tasha you want to speak more than that like what that
1: looks like so when we talk about like poor boundaries like we um Probably mentioning our in relationships. Yep. We're attaching ourselves at the littlest things. Yep. Because we we have that abandonment issue, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you have abandonment issues, you are quick to leave. Yep. If you see something that's not looking right or feeling right, you're like, I'm out here. Exactly. I'm done. Like I I'm I'm going to get out before you get out. Yep. I'm going I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's that mentality.
0: Yep. So, yeah. And so one of the things that I I, I want us to be talk about in this episode and I can start um, Mm -hmm. is is parental wounds. And um, I am someone who, you know, most people have one parent that they struggle with with in their healing with parental wounds maybe this was make
1: it that you have a unique story yeah this is really different because some people have that one parent yeah and you have both biological parents yep
0: yep so i am someone who is still working through my parental wounds um but for me um And just to kind of condense it a little bit, so my biological parents, I do not have the best relationships with either of them. My biological father, we don't talk at all um, currently, but my my mom, we do have a, we're working on a friendship. And for me, it's been very interesting, not even interesting, but it's been a long road in healing from that. Mm -hmm. Because when I stop and think about, wow, I really don't have a connection with either one of my biological parents, and they're both alive, it kind of makes me get in my feelings a little bit, but I think therapy has really helped Mm -hmm. with that. And also just having a wonderful village. I think for me also, how it affected me in my relationships, especially my intimate relationships. I think I was always looking for someone to love me, right? Mm -hmm. And not understanding my self love. Um, I know with the relationship with my mother it affected my female relationships in terms of having friendships Mm. and not trusting women because of my relationship with my mother Mm. i've also struggled with having parental issues, but having such great angel parents. And when I talk about my angel parents, these are my, my parents who have guided me and loved me and just been there for me. Shout out to Tina and Joshi, Fakradine. Um, and they've been amazing in taking on that role for me. But I still believe there's part of me that's still healing from the uh, biological wounds right. um, of, of not having that familiar connection biologically with my parents. My mother was very young when she had me. And so, I want to say that that's that's part of it. Um, As some of you all may know, I also grew up in DCFS, and so um, that affected our relationship as well. And honestly, I didn't meet my biological father until I was a full adult, and that was challenging in itself. But I say all that to say is that the reason why I believe. Um, parental wounds are hard to heal from is because it's your parents are the first people that teach you about relationships Yep. and the family dynamics. The yes. family dynamics. And so I don't want folks to feel like you have to get over it, but you do want to get through it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and in terms of just, I always like to say like acceptance is no longer needing a why. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is for me, like I've accepted that I don't have this relationship with my parents and how do i know that because i don't i don't need to understand why it's not there you know i used to say like oh my parents can't give me what they didn't have and that still may be true but that still doesn't take away from them not doing what was needed to care for me
1: mm-hmm. and i think for me um feel like my parental wounds came later down the line like when I was a teenager. Oh, wow. So um, I had grew up in a two-parent household initially. Okay. And then around my teenage years is when my mom and my dad divorced. Okay. And so um, for me, I feel like because I was so close to my mom and I was close to my dad. But I wow. think because that hurt, I've seen so much on my mom's side. Like I was visibly there to yeah. see that. It definitely impacted me. Okay. Cause I think a lot of times as kids we do take on um, a protective factor of yep. my parents, mm-hmm. even though they're the parents and they're not, and my mom didn't make me take the protective factor. I just think initially I just drawn to that side yeah. just because I've seen the hurt visibly um, like on her side of, it, right. of things. Cause because when they divorced, of course I moved in I was with my mom, I right. live with my mom me and my brother. So I've seen a lot of that hurt right in her face. Mm. So I think that, kind of definitely like burdened me a little bit because it was just a lot to see your parent hurting the way they're hurting it's almost like you Um, carried her hurt for her yeah do you think it affected your relationship my mom's me and my mom's i don't think it affected our relationship as far as like like initially like carrying her hurt initially i didn't think it was like you know I don't think I even knew that's what I was doing hmm. initially. I think a All lot right. of times we don't even know what we are doing. I
0: mean, like, even now,
1: as a, as a full
0: adult, when you think back to that time in your life, do you think, like, it's affected you alls relationship? And you guys have a pretty good, a yeah. really good relationship, We have a really actually. close yeah. relationship. Yeah. So I, I, love, I love the um, y'all gonna get y'all nails done and stuff. Going oh, too. yeah, that's <laughs> our thing.
1: we go get our nails. Yeah. We do that. That's our thing. But I don't think it, like, affected us with what happened. I think it um, affected us in the way of how we are healing. And when I say how we sometimes we can have good days and bad days of what ex- what we experience. Yeah. So I think that do makes it a little difficult, but I don't think it's like a attack on me and her relationship. Yeah. I just think sometimes you just have those flashbacks. You have those moments of, man, this, this is what it could have been. Yeah. You know, why couldn't this person be that person for me when I needed them to be mm-hmm. that person? Why could that man be that type of husband? Why could that man be that type of father yeah. in that moment? And I, I mean, I'm, I don't know my dad probably going through some stuff, his own stuff, you know, everybody yeah. got their own thing going on and as kids you don't know because you only know what you see. I was going to say like I think our parents and I'll just speak from from
0: my experience Mm -hmm. when I think about both of my parents and we haven't talked extensively. I haven't talked to neither one of them extensively about how they grew up. I have an idea Mm -hmm. and I understand that certain things may have happened for them mm-hmm. and so they never worked through their own yeah. trauma and their own mm-hmm. things with their parents so they weren't able to give me yep. something that they probably didn't understand what to give. Right. But again, that doesn't negate the fact that they didn't take responsibility right. or or nurture me the way I wanted to be nurtured or the right. way I needed to be nurtured right, um, right, right. As, as a young child. So I think, yeah, this, this topic is so heavy and it's a lot of layers and, it. and it, it is a lot of layers and. I want people to understand that you know, especially parents now, like right. people who have kids, like you don't have to repeat the cycle, you know, right? Mm-hmm. That that intergenerational trauma of how we were p- parenting, and I see it now, like you got all this soft parenting, mm-hmm. and that's a whole nother topic. Some of these kids, maybe they need a little bit of that hard parenting, yeah, but mean. no, um, I think it's okay to, to acknowledge, like, okay, I'm still healing from my mm-hmm. um, parental wounds, but I want to be better for,
1: for my children. Right. And I think another piece, I know what people will always ask me, why am I in this field? A big piece is because of my family. Mm. I think I fell into it. Okay. This was, this was not my initial plan. My initial plan was to be a pediatrician. Right, but, right. You know, I went to Carbinelli, I party a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a move degree. So okay. I thought about what I wanted to do and I said what is something natural to me and that's when I came into psychology because okay. it's already natural and then when I picked my when I took the classes this really gravitated to me and I don't know why this mm. specific lame gravitated to me but I think as I was learning about it and doing it it made sense yeah because I think I wanted answers yeah I think I needed clarity so to understand not just from being inside being a person inside of it but being on the outside to really understand the 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 background the understanding of what took place or what happened or what was the disconnect so I think that really helped me understand probably what went wrong or Uh went on um it still doesn't take away from what the experience was but it made me have a, a more understanding. I would say another way
0: I think for me, and people may be surprised to hear this, and I'm, I'm going to be honest about this, not having the connection to both of my biological parents affected me. I would say specifically early on in my young adulthood, like I would say late teens, early 20s, um, I always felt like if I go to college, they'll love me if I get a good job, they'll love me. Mm -hmm. They'll see that I'm on my own at 17. Maybe that'll make them love me. Like I felt like early on in in, in my career, in my life, I was always trying to do things to make them love me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when I realized like, you know what, what you've done is enough for you. Right. Right. And, and, and you don't need their approval. You know, it sucks, but like and I'll be transparent, as my as my dad said one time. He said, "I don't know how you how you've been able to achieve what you've achieved without me and your mother being there." You mm-hmm. know, I, he's he's he said that um, because we didn't we didn't do right by you. Mm-hmm. My dad admitted that, um, and so it's it's been a very difficult journey, but a necessary necessary mm-hmm. journey um, as I've navigated um, these parental wounds. But like you, I came into the field. Probably for the same reason like I wanted to be a sports broadcaster like I wanted to be on sports I want to be on television talking about sports like anybody who know me know I love sports and love to talk sports and so but that wasn't the lane that God had for me mm-hmm. um, I tell people this field didn't choose this field chose me. I yeah, didn't choose this exactly. field, but I'm so glad that it did because I feel like I've become the therapist I've needed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the mom I've needed, the sister I've needed. Like, you know, I always say I am who I needed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and growing, going through some of my changes, I didn't have therapists, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I think the few times that I did, it didn't. there was no connection for me. Right. And I don't necessarily believe you have to go through things to be a good therapist, let me just make that clear. But I do think it gives us a different lens mm-hmm. when you've experienced um, certain traumas, like right. I always, I always uh, have these conversations with my with my other therapist friends about how I really do good inner child work. Like mm-hmm. I love doing that work because I still, on some certain level, I still healing from my inner child. Mm-hmm. So I really do well in that work, and I'm happy, and I, I get to see like my clients heal because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I kind of struggle with the same thing. Right. They don't know that, but hey, heck, now they now they know it. <laughs> 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 now they're probably gonna be like, oh, okay. But I think that. This is something that I think we, a conversation we need to continuously have. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I I also want to add that, And this is what I struggle with. Like as an adult, you always hear people say like, some of y'all still blaming your parents Mm -hmm. for what happened. I would would challenge people and say, you know, you can still blame them, but now that you're an adult, what are you going to do for you? Yeah, what are you going to
1: do different? What,
0: what are you going to do And you know, you have to sort of create your own family and create your own village. And it's like, because one thing I've learned is they're going to move on, mm-hmm. whether you're healed or not. Yes. They're going to live their lives. They're going to move on. They're going to do what's best for them. Essentially, but what are you gonna do
1: for you? Yeah, and then just kind of doing some of this family work um, mm-hmm. because I do a lot of that relationship. Yes. And um, I just was kind of charming in with you uh, before we got started and got a little emotional yep. about it, um, just thinking about it. Because when I this uh, this incident played out in front of me in a family session, okay, and it was a teen girl um, talked to her mom. Well, not even teen; she was like nineteen, okay. You know, and she was talking to her mom, and her mom she felt as though her mom was not taking responsibility or accountability mm. for what took place it was things that occurred like trauma wise okay um that her mom had no recollection or did not acknowledge and she was just fuming and she was getting mad and mad and i'm trying to calm her down and she just lashed out and she said You don't get it. You don't get it. You're never going to understand. You're never going to take accountability and responsibility for what you did. You did this. And it was so real for me that I connected to that moment because I remember having a similar moment when I was really upset with my dad in my teenage years. I don't know what took place. Something happened and i just lashed out like i just said everything i wanted to say cuz i could never you know i'm just a quiet person i think it was just like you i used to be quiet <laughs> yeah, was, hold on hold on near you here there go ahead but i was not expressive with my feelings at that time so i'm very much at that time i would just hold hold mm-hmm. things in and i think you know we all have those boiling points and i don't know what it was but i got so upset with him and i just blurred everything i felt in over years of probably what i was experiencing Wow. and it's like the room just got quiet you know, like, it was it was just a very emotional experience for me. It was like I finally got to say what I wanted to say because I'm covering myself, I'm covering mom, I'm protecting everybody. Yep. You know, I feel like I was protecting everybody. Um... And, like I said, it's nothing that was made to do. I just felt like I fell into that role. Um, so, when I had that, when she had that moment, I was like, wow, I remember that moment. I remember being that child mm-hmm. who was so upset that their parent didn't take accountability. And sometimes accountability for our parents is just acknowledgement. It's not really taking responsibility, yep. it's just acknowledging it happened yep. or it's the excuses behind it.
0: I was going to say, I'm not going to say which parent of mine, but like, I'm so glad you brought up acknowledgement because I did have a conversation with both of my parents about two years ago uh, just about how I felt about my life and Mm -hmm. what they had not done and one parent was like you know you right and the other parent was like well I don't basically I don't know what to tell you right basically like you know I hope what we didn't do didn't keep you from doing what you need to do Mm -hmm. and so and I realized at that point Mm -hmm. that they would not be a part of my healing journey, mm-hmm. you know, and I was okay with that because mm-hmm. I, I kept reminding myself, this is about you. Yep. Um, this is about your journey. This is about your life. It's mm-hmm. about your legacy and how you're going to make an impact. Yep. And you can't let what didn't
1: happen keep mm-hmm. you from what God wants to happen. Yep. And that's probably, like I said, that's the most you may ever get. Yep. is an acknowledgement. Is an acknowledgement. And yep. that's something you just have to take and stride and yeah. do your part. And I think you made a. And you, not think you did make a great point because I was going to that next point okay. of saying that part of a healing journey is not for them; it's for you. Yep. So if you're writing a letter, if you're having a direct conversation, it's about what you've been holding back for all this time, mm-hmm. and just say, "I need to get it out," whether you agree with it or not cannot hold this burden anymore yeah one
0: of the things that I do with clients in session when we've done inner child work is I have them write people hear about you know writing letters to your younger self Mm -hmm. I have my clients write as their younger selves to their parents Mm -hmm. so I have them write the letter and they don't have to share it with me but I have them fold it up and put it in a jar Mm -hmm. and after like the fifth or sixth session I have them read it to so they can understand like the journey and it's really a really, really powerful Mm, tool. That sounds powerful. Yeah. We, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, uh, Again, I work with a lot of men and Mm. men, so they're always a little hesitant, Mm -hmm. but I always feel like that's a therapeutic intervention that they just, it's like a sense of relief Mm -hmm. because you you can't go back in time, but you can get it out Mm -hmm. the way that you see fit. Mm But um, as we wrap up, there are some things that I want to share with our audience about. So we've talked about, you know, parental wounds mm-hmm. and shared some of our our experience. And, and thank you for being, you know, for sharing your, and thank your experience. Thank you for sharing your own experience. experience. Yeah. And, and because I know it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, before I get to those tips, like I was kind of hesitant to share. And you know how I yeah. am, like, because. I, I used to struggle with like sharing parts of my story because I always want, I didn't want people to see me for my trauma Right. I wanted people to see me for who I am but I realized that it's a part of my story but it doesn't have to be my entire story and right?
1: that's my tagline for my clients I always say you are not your trauma Yep. Your and trauma I am, just happened
0: and for me like I realized that this is part of my testimony, this test. Mm -hmm. And you know, if I can, if I can, you know, encourage somebody and they can see me and see like what I've been through or hear Mm it, then they can be inspired. But I want people to know, like, number one, you don't need your parents to heal. Nope. You don't. Mm -hmm. I am someone who haven't hit my parents on this healing journey and I am still healing. I think healing is lifelong. Right. Um, also healing looks different for everyone. So healing could also be learning what's learning, what's important to you. In terms of having that connection and what I mean is if you are someone who says you know what? I want to have a better relationship with my mom or my dad or both you have to decide what that looks like for you Mm -hmm. First before you even engage with that and maybe Mm -hmm. that's through therapy Maybe Mm -hmm. that's on your own self-reflection and things like that, but deciding okay What do I want this to look like for me outside of them? Mm -hmm. also um, healing is all healing can also be being in the same room without having these anxious feelings like I know for me with one of my parents they used to trigger me I would get around them and my anxiety would just be on 10 but now that doesn't happen and I realize like man I'm really healing from this like they don't trigger me as much because Mm -hmm. I'm working on my own healing and then but also healing could also be saying you know what I don't desire a relationship with this person because they do trigger me or because they do affect my mental health, Mm -hmm. you know? And so for me and one of my parents, that is the case. We have limited contact because. There is still some some hurt there. And right. so to protect myself, I set really, really good boundaries.
1: Yeah. And I was kind of reiterate some of the yeah. things I already had said, but I always say that acknowledgement is probably the most you may get. And yep. we have to be accepting of that and being accepting. I think you kind of said the same thing. Be accepting of where that person is in that moment. Yeah. And you have to know this is the most they may be ever, ever to give you. Mm-hmm. And you just do what you can in that moment. Exactly. Except what it is in that moment. Um, And just making sure to take care of you. Yes. You got to take care of you. Okay? And just knowing that, you know, giving our parents grace, because like you said, you made a good point too at some point, is that some things happen in their past that they, and it's an intergenerational thing, but that does not excuse. So we can give grace, but it is not an excuse what happened and yeah. what you experienced. Or negate what you experienced. Yes. Yep.
0: And as we wrap up, I'll I'll just leave it with one last thing and you said this, but I wanna just reiterate it is that healing is not for you. Healing I'm sorry, healing is for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Healing is for you yep. and not them. Yep. When you decide to heal,
1: you have to make it about yourself mm-hmm. and not the other person. And one thing I wanna add to that, I do say it but I wanna say it again, you are not your trauma. Your yes. trauma just happened to
0: happen to you. I love that. So um, as we wrap up, thank you guys for listening. want to make sure that you follow us on all social media. Yes. Raw with the Purpose on IG and Facebook. Titani Harris. On all social media, TMH Man Cave. On all social media, TMH Behavioral Services. On all social media, I know we have a lot going on. We but have but a want lot to make
1: sure here. y'all stay connected. Alright, <laughs> and I'm on IG, d 29 Also, we have rawwoodpurpose@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and we also have Rob Purpose at, g- at rawwithapurpose.com.
0: Yep, and yep. if you guys want to share any feedback with mm-hmm. us, regarding this episode, somebody has questions, mm-hmm. want to make a comment, feel free to email us, feel yes. free to post it on our page. Um, we would love to hear your comments Feedback, but that's a wrap. All right, see y'all. Love you. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs> oh, now you see. <laughs>